part two, connect strategy five, authority. Leaders quite rightly are the heroes of the business world. They motivate us to go to places and to do things that otherwise we'd never consider or believe possible. They change industries, organizations, and produce memorable work. Good leadership is the most important advantage an accounting practice can have. But sometimes in our attempt to master the skills of being a leader, we lose sight of two of the most crucial attributes, visibly exceptional talent and the ability to attract followers. When these two key skills meet, the leader is seen as an authority. Leaders aren't focused on maintaining the status quo. They're focused on doing whatever's necessary to ensure growth and profitability in the future, which is not always the easiest path to follow. However, becoming an authority doesn't just land in your lap. You need to make it happen. The key lies in knowing what you're talking about and in being able to express it well. In the land of the blind, the one-eyed man is king. Genesis Rabba. To lead and be seen as an authority, you may think you need to be the best in the world, but this isn't the case. In reality, you just need to be the best in your world. In other words, you need to be seen as an authority by your ideal audience and make sure you're accessible by hanging out where they do. And the people who really are world authorities on a subject, well, they're your coaches and mentors. They're the people you learn from. Make complicated easy. Accounting, like many professions, is full of jargon, acronyms and complicated formula. You can lead by making this information accessible to non-accountants. You can take something hard and make it easy. You can, for example, turn boring articles into audios and videos and complicated tables into metaphors. You can take all you've learned from your exams and turn it into insights and examples that use well-known figures and companies. Comparing Jean-Christophe Novelli to Keith Floyd offers a great example. Before I founded 22 Agency and the Pioneering Practice Programme, I worked as an event director which included running the restaurant show in London. At the time, Jean-Christophe Novelli was the celebrity chef. I loved his TV programmes and his cooking demonstrations, but most of all, I loved his restaurant. In fact, because I enjoyed his food so much, I decided to buy one of his cookery books, Your Place or Mine. The blurb described it as cooking at home with restaurant style, but could I make a single one of the recipes? No. They were simply too complicated. He might have been a leader and an authority on French cuisine, but his food just wasn't accessible. Now compare him to Keith Floyd, another of the earliest celebrity chefs. This is still shown online today, sharing his travels around the world and his cooking, all while he was drinking wine as fast as the French could make it. Interestingly, though, I never bought one of his cookery books. Why? Because it was enough to watch his demonstration, realise he used a maximum of five or so ingredients, of which butter and wine were two, and then have a go myself. Keith Floyd inspired us by making the complicated easy. He showed us ways to enjoy dishes from around the world in the comfort of our own home. Jean-Christophe Novelli's recipes, however, were so complicated that even with step-by-step -step instructions, they were impossible to follow. That's why you need to be like Keith Floyd. You need to make things easy, fun and entertaining for your audience. The more you teach, the more you learn. One of the current buzz phrases around the accounting profession is trusted advisor. Yet when it comes to stepping into the role, people are often hesitant. If this sounds like you, then remember, there's no better way to become a master of something than to teach it. You can start by teaching the basics to beginners, i.e. to those who know nothing at all about the subject. That way, you can't help but be an authority. And it doesn't matter how many people have done it before you or are doing it at the same time as you. If you do it well and inject your personality, businesses and students will flock to learn from you. Gradually, as you teach, you'll start to develop and be able to share your own insights and understanding of topics. And as you add depth to your own learning, you'll be able to pass this on through more in-depth and rich content. 
Before you know it, you'll be the authority that we spoke of. It's not about you. You're not setting out to become an authority to satisfy your ego. You're doing it to help your readers and clients. Every time you fear to share an insight online, it's your ego kicking in by making it about you. Know-it-alls have a tough time because they're constantly blowing their own trumpet. When you try to position yourself as the smartest guy in the room, people don't like it. On the other hand, when you approach your subject with expertise, modesty and a sincere desire to help, you'll find fans and evangelists who'll have your back when someone wants to take a pop at you. By starting from the desire to help, you'll build trust and soon be seen as a leading authority. How to convey credibility and status. Being seen as an authority will gain you the trust and confidence of your audience. That's why it's so important if you want your firm to be successful. It'll bring you opportunities including credibility and trust. Prospects will feel confident about choosing your firm. Visibility. You'll be able to spread your word further and be the first person people think of when they need help. Client acquisition. You'll gain more clients and earn higher fees as you'll have the edge when prospects are choosing a firm to work with. Easier sales conversions. Instead of having to sell yourself, people will approach you because of your expertise. In a knock-on effect, your practice will grow faster because sales are easier. More value. As you become more visible, you'll reach more of your target market, which will push the value of your services up. Easier expansion. The transition to expanding your firm into new markets will be smoother. And increased confidence. Realising you know more about your chosen field than many or most firms will increase your confidence. Confidence instills confidence and prospects will be attracted to your practice. Never fake it until you make it. Before you can establish yourself as an authority, you need to become one. To do so, you need to learn everything possible about your chosen subject. This is what one of our clients, Carl, did when he saw there was a gap in the market to help people with inheritance tax planning. Even better, not only was there a gap in the market, but it was an area that he loved too. Carl gave up his evenings and weekends to study and pass a series of exams. Today, he's sharing his expertise and is well on the way to becoming a recognised authority on the topic. Maybe you're already an authority on something. If so, then make sure you're sharing your knowledge with your audience by leveraging the authority practice process. The authority practice process. Before you decide what you'd like to be an authority on, there are several points you need to bear in mind. If your topic's too broad, you'll struggle to stand out and cut through the online hubbub. Alternatively, if you try to cover too many topics, you'll overwhelm yourself, confuse your prospects, and be seen as a jack of all trades and master of none. To illustrate, here's the example of an online coach I followed for a few years. When they first started, they were a relationship coach. Next, they moved on to confidence coaching, then business, and finally, in their most recent incarnation, they became a Bitcoin specialist. The effect of this is that whereas their business once attracted opportunities and clients, it now attracts negative feedback and lacks credibility. They're neither an authority nor a success. That's why you must never fake it until you make it. And once you've chosen your specialism, stick with it. I've been involved in marketing for 26 years, which is what enables me to be an authority. How much would you trust me if I told you I was a marketing expert, but most of my life I'd been an accountant? The power of a promise. It doesn't matter how big or small. Once I've promised my daughter Annabelle I'll do something, I have to do it. Otherwise, hearing the words, but mummy, you promised, are enough to break my heart and more importantly, to break her trust in me. The same is true for clients. If you don't deliver on your promises, you'll destroy their trust. You must be able to uphold the promises that you as an authority have committed to. So never ever think you can wing it. Here's an exercise. To help you decide what you'd like to become an expert on, first think about where you are today. 
Three things to think about. Is there anything I'm already an expert at? Second, what promises can I make and keep that position me as an expert? And thirdly, what am I best known for? Then think about where you'd like to be. What areas do I need to develop? What promises would I like to make in the future but don't yet feel comfortable about? And what's the one thing that I'd really like to be known for? Finally, think about how you're going to get there. To develop myself in the right direction, I will. To feel comfortable making those promises, I will. To become an authority on this one thing, I need to... Dot, dot, dot. The zero moment of truth. Whether we're shopping for cornflakes, concert tickets or a honeymoon in Paris, the internet has changed how we decide what to buy. Google calls the start of this decision-making process the zero moment of truth, or ZMO. ZMO refers to the start of the buying process when the consumer researches a product prior to purchase. What does this mean for your accounting practice? Well, just like cornflakes, your practice has its own ZMO. What your audience finds will determine how much they trust you, your firm and your services. Before they get to this point, prospects will have placed you and your practice under the microscope to compare you to your competitors, follow your social media channels, check your online testimonials and judge your website. When Google coined the term in 2011, they also determined that prior to buying a service or product, the average number of pieces of content consumed, whether blogs, videos or books, was just over 10. In addition, 70% of people consuming content watched video, of which 28% watched at least 30 minutes and 20% watched over 60 minutes. These statistics are important. They mean that you need to have created at least 60 minutes of video that people can watch if they're to choose you over a competitor. But it doesn't stop there. The 15-12 formula. According to eMarketer, Google and iPos Media, people now spend an average of 15 hours researching a company before they buy from them. Prospects also look at an average of 12 pieces of content before they've built sufficient trust to reach out to you. These are important numbers that it pays to keep in mind when you approach content creation. These 12 pieces of content will be consumed in a number of different ways. They might be watched videos or speaking engagements, listened to podcasts or radio interviews, read articles, blog posts, testimonials or social media posts, interacted with scorecards, tests or calculators. That's where pioneering practice must ensure they cover all these bases. Recently, during a meeting with the two partners of an accounting practice, it was an absolute pleasure to listen to their banter. Their personalities shone, and one of them had an incredibly infectious laugh. I was quick to point out that they'd be great on video together. Whilst one was initially reticent, by the end of the meeting, they were looking forward to creating some great video content for their website. Similarly, whilst initially the idea might fill some of you with dread, I promise that once you're speaking on a subject you're passionate about, you won't even notice the cameras rolling. Some of the conversations I have with partners in accounting practices can last for hours, yet they're so informative that I enjoy every minute. So never underestimate your knowledge and expertise. Share value and become more vital. Building an authority plan. Now you've decided what you want to be an authority on, it's time to establish a plan to raise your visibility, engage and connect with your audience and convert them into clients. Your authority plan should include where you can share free content, videos and articles that positions you as an expert, the kind of website you need to showcase your authority that presents you solving your clients hot buttons, the content, 
white papers and ebooks, etc., you can create an exchange for prospects sharing their email address with you, where you can speak to showcase your expertise, the presentations you can create and deliver via webinars, the events your firm can run to position you locally, any awards you can apply for to increase your credibility, and any case studies you can create to showcase your expertise. We, we all know it's tough to grow an accounting practice today. There's more competition than ever, and the days when clients base their buying decision on price alone are long gone. They want more, and they're prepared to pay for it. By positioning yourself as an authority, however, you'll no longer feel frustrated. Accounting software will support your practice rather than compete with it. As the authority, people will choose you over cheaper accountants. Ultimately, you'll feel more fulfilled. Fiona Hotston Moore from Ensis Chartered Accountants is a great example of an authority. Fiona is a chartered accountant and tax advisor with a distinguished career history in forensic accounting. She's a practicing member of the Academy of Experts, an associate member of Resolution on the panel of the ICAEW President's Appointment Scheme, an accredited counter-fraud specialist, and has enabled Ensis to join the network of independent forensic accountants. In national recognition of her contribution to the industry, in 2017 she also won Partner of the Year Award at the British Accountancy Awards. Fiona combines a hands-on proactive approach with extensive specialist knowledge and commercial experience. As a keen commentator, she also writes regularly for the Ensis blog and Huffington Post. If I ever need an accountant who specialises in forensic accountancy, Fiona would be my accountant of choice. Who are you the accountant of choice for? If you can't answer that yet, your goal over the next year is to follow the steps I've outlined above so that you can.